Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, and I'm happy. We have animal stories today. Oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Yes, it has, and I'm ready to go. So I'm going to need the name of a female for the client, please. Okay, so I will choose Delia. Delia begins a half-hour session by asking me for medical intuitive, and she says, what can you tell me around anything medical for Lizzie? And Lizzie's spirit says to me, I'm a dog. Hmm. And I said, okay, this is great. I said, do you want to tell me anything else? She says, and I'm dead. And I thought, oh, okay. And I was a little bit surprised. Really? Yeah, I was at first because I thought, oh, okay, somebody's calling to ask for medical intuitive around an animal that's already passed. Don't you get tons of people who want to know what happened if they can't confirm how someone they loved passed. You're right. You, you're you 100% right, Kelly. I, I, and I don't know why, but I just remembered thinking, oh, okay, why? And so I'm just going to continue, even though you've made a very good point. Okay. But I'm going to stay in point with <laughs> what happened during the session and what I was thinking. And I said to Lizzie, do you want to tell me anything else then to start? And she said, yeah. She said, um, mom took me to the vet, and I died in the vet's office and so quickly that the vet and the staff didn't have any opportunity 
to um, get test results. They didn't and weren't capable, because it was so quick, to actually be able to continue or to run a full test, get full results, and make a process to figure anything out. It was chaos. And she says it was just a short, quick chaos, and it was over like that. She says it didn't last an hour or, or anything even longer than that. She says, I died very fast. And she says, really and honestly, Karen, the results of this would simply have been that my heart gave out. It's as simple as that. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll start and I'll get all my validations and I'll ask her all of that. So I told her everything I, I, exactly that way. And she said, well, why are you asking me? Wouldn't you already know this? And I said, oh, I said, well, I'm asking as a validation. And just as I'm explaining this to Delia, Lizzie says to me, my mom is a Karen. Mm. I was going to chalk it up to grief. I was sitting here thinking, like, I'm going to choose to be compassionate today mm. and chalk up her shitty behavior to grief because we all know how we can get in that. And Lizzie's confirming that she just has a, a Karen personality. And much like you, I can totally appreciate grief and that a person could be cranky, could be edgy. Edgy. Yeah. yeah like, like have that little chip on their shoulder. I understand that. So I was super grateful that Lizzie said, no, she's a Karen. She's a miserable, miserable, angry, sad woman. Oh, my heart would give out too. Yeah. And I said, do you mean like for other reasons or just around this death? And she goes, no, she's a Karen, like way before all of this. But I was her favorite. I was the one that never got the bad end of the stick with her. She treated me like the golden child. And her children referred to me as the golden child. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is miserable to her partner. She's miserable to strangers, to her children, to her family. Um, and she's miserable to herself. So I repeated that to, oh, I was going to call her Karen. It's fine. <laughs> to Delia. <laughs> God, that's funny, eh? Um, and... I like I mean and I mean I didn't say it in such a way to attack her of course. I said it in the way of Lizzie says that you treated her well and so on and so on but that you were harder on the children and so on and so on. And she says, "Yeah, that's true." She says, "Yeah, I did do stuff like that. That's correct." And she says, "Can we get back to medical intuitive? I don't know what you're doing." And I said, "Well, I'm going to offer you facts." that you can just say yes or no to about your own behavior or other types of facts to validate that it's Lizzie for you. And that the heart gave out if you can't have that confirmed. Exactly. And I said, this is my way to actually ensure for both myself and you that Lizzie is here and that she is confirming what happened to the heart and that it wouldn't make any sense. And she goes, well, what else have you got? Meaning I don't care. Yeah. Or meaning I don't understand. Yes. And I can't admit that. Yes. And then Lizzie says to me, my mom is suing the vet. There's a fucking fact. And I'm like, yeah, that is a fact. <laughs> That's 
not going to be arguable. That's not going to be a wishy-washy thing. And I said to Lizzie, because I was really wanting to make sure that this was factual, Lizzie says, absolutely, she's in the process. She's already got a lawyer. This is in act, in action. She can't deny this one. So I said to Delia, okay, I said, Lizzie's telling me that you are suing the VAT and that there is no reason for you to sue the VAT and that you're calling to get this validation um, because you want to proceed. You want to know that the VAT made a mistake um, and that's what you're looking for. So you're not happy right now because you're not getting any of that. But I said, there's a fact here and the fact is you are suing and you are in process. And she says to me that that's correct. She is suing the vet. And I said, well, I cannot give you anything to back you up to sue this person because Lizzie is validating that the vet staff and the veterinarian themselves did what they could given what happened to Lizzie and that they did their best to try and explain this to you, but you aren't being truthful when you speak to the lawyer um, as to what happened in the vet clinic. So does she not believe what happened? Does she just not know what happened? Like, Or is she just like, well, if it's not able to be articulated, I'll try suing anyway? Well, Kelly, we had a conversation around that together because Lizzie kept saying that the vet was very clear and that she heard the vet, she knows exactly what the vet has said, she could be repeating it properly. She's choosing not to. She also wants money. Oh, okay. There's motive. You got it. And the the spirit guides and Lizzie said that she would not win the case, that a judge would completely back up the vet and the vet staff because there would be a number of people that would have witnessed what they tried to do mm-hmm. and that nothing would stand up in court. So she would lose any money that she invests in it by paying her lawyer, and that the clinic then would go back and sue her for all of their fees. Mm -hmm. And when I told her that, you could see a complete shift in her, like, oh, because now it's going to cost her to do this, her own fees plus theirs. Mm -hmm. And Lizzie was trying to say to her, look it, I understand there's an issue here of grieving me, because you don't want to accept the fact that the one and only person, oh, pardon me, <laughs> here I am referring to a dog as her person. Yeah. But that is basically what it is for Delia, and that she's lost her biggest attachment on earth. Mm-hmm. That deep down, she feels her the isolation she created. Mm. She put all of her eggs in one basket with her dog. She thought that her dog, Lizzie, would slowly get sick, that she would be able to adjust and know that she was going to have to put her down, She would, that she would pick the day, that she would adjust and start making nice with some of the other people in her, ni- in her life. A lot of control, a lot of planning. Yeah, and, and this is something that Lizzie was really articulate to explain to her, that she had a really difficult time admitting but by the end of our half hour, I'm not going to say it was a glorious ending at the end of the half hour. She was just, I'll say, a little bit more willing to look at her own behavior, but marginally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah, I feel like what Lizzie did for her was give her a crack, like give her that little bit of an opening 
that, yeah, you, you did this and you planned it all out. You have to think about that. You have to think of how calculating you are that you picked me. Are you going to go out and get another animal so that you can do the same thing? Or are you going to now turn to these humans and say, here's the crack, here's the opening. Um, how do I try to connect to you, any of you, one of you, all of you? Or am I going to go back and pick another dog? Because that means that I can shut down um, and not have to try to make healthy connections with any of you. Mm-hmm. I think Lizzie did a freaking bang-up job of being able to defend the veterinarian who deserved it and her staff and hold her accountable, hold her mom accountable here. Yeah, and let's talk about the outcome of a session too because someone like that could walk away and decide that it was stupid, pointless, no good, not helpful, given that she wants to pursue suing. When in reality, she got direction, don't pursue suing. It's mm-hmm. not going to end well for you and it will financially hurt you, which is what a lot of people call for. How, how can I be financially secure? Will I be financially secure? Right? So she got direction. And then on top of that, if she wants to pursue these qualities that are mm, less than flattering, um, unhealthy, working to her detriment, however you want to look at this, she has what you're calling a crack to a life of more ease mm-hmm. if she chooses to do something with the messages. And this is something we say over and over again in sessions. You do what you want with your messages. I'm just here to give them to you. That's right. She could choose a life of more ease at this point if she chooses change. Yeah, and she could still choose another dog, but this time not in an unhealthy way. Right. Putting an unhealthy relationship on the dog so that she could create other unhealthy relationships with other people. And man, Kelly, it wasn't lost on me that Lizzie died of heart issues. That's what I said in the beginning. Like I, my heart would shut down too. Yeah. I, I want to say too, like this is a way forward. Whether she wants to see it or not, you gave her a way forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for explaining to everybody so that they could get something out of her experience Mm -hmm. as a client, but also for us to learn how not to use our animals in the wrong way. That isn't their purpose. Well, you, you illustrated that part. (laughs) So congratulations. And thank you. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So I'm going to move on to our second animal story today. And um, this is unrelated. It's totally unrelated. Okay, cool. It's a second client. And I do want to preface it by saying that I am so happy that I am now getting more and more horses. So this client is a horse and his name is Jake. And can I please have a name for his mom? I will choose Rosario. Okay. Did you say Rosario? Rosario. Rosario. I hope I'm going to pronounce that right. I don't ever seem to pronounce them the very same way as you. (laughs) And probably everybody listening notices the difference. Okay, so she calls, Rosario calls and says to me, can you tell me anything you get about my horse, Jake? Anything. And I said, yeah. She says, you have a half hour. I said, okay. So Jake comes in and oh my God, Kelly, you talk about the most beautiful energy of a soul. Hmm. He approaches and he says, I am a competitive horse. And he, you can feel it. 
He's powerful. He's commanding. He's confident. He's. Um, I'm going to say Kelly. A winner. Yeah, but he's. Wait till you hear though. Like he's a winner in the sense that he goes into every single competition like he's already won it because he's already in it. Love that attitude. Yeah, just the fact that they're showing up for it means he's a winner to him. I'm trying. Yeah, because it's like I belong here. Whether yes. I get first place or seventh place, I belong here, and that makes me a winner. Yes. And he has this beautiful um, belief systems that he has around him that he's also there to learn from the other horses and the other people while he's there. And he's also got this attitude of, and I might be a little bit of a teacher myself, and maybe somebody could learn something from me in just who I am. I'm not going to be all teacherish. I don't think that's a word, but you know what I mean. He's not trying. Preachy. Yeah, he's not trying to be in teacher mode, but he's he's um, sinking into it and allowing it to happen naturally, okay. organically. He's got some really healthy one energy <laughs> as a role model, right? Because when ones on the enneagram are healthy, they lead by example, right? Yeah, that's true. So he he has he has a very healthy one. So he, t- he comes in with all this energy and he says to me, okay, he says, this is my personality. Go ahead. You can tell her all these things. She does want you to give her this as a validation, not because she doesn't believe in what you do. She totally does. She listens to you guys all the time, but she enjoys that part of the podcast. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> do you, it is so much fun to have someone validate the personality, energy, love, and intention of your favorite beings. Yes. I would call up any random person and be like, tell me all about Parker. Yeah, And if they were like, well, here are a list of his qualities, I would fucking delight yeah. in just listening to someone speak about him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel the same about Winston. I'm just using my oldest as an example. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a beautiful message. I love how you're wording that for everybody listening. Um, so I did. I told her all that. And you're spot on, right? She just listened to it and just glowed. And then she said, okay, what else? what else does he want to say? And he said to me, well, he says, She's the same as me. Oh, wow. He says she shows up and she thinks that just because we've entered the competition is good enough. And what we learn in it, we will learn in it. But she doesn't look for the reward of I won a trophy. She looks for the, this is what Jake and I learned. This is what Jake and I will do differently the next time. This is what I need to learn. This is what I need to do with Jake. Jake needs this experience. How can I get him this experience? Um, healthy three energy. Oh, go on. I love this. And and I'm I'm not typing, so just mm, I'm just having are. no no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just expressing some of the or illustrating some of the really healthy qualities that this person is like has. And I think you need to say the three on the Enneagram. Yes, because I'm obsessed with this as well. For anybody who's now gonna look up the Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Yes. <laughs> And I would suggest Beatrice Chestnut if yes. anyone is lo- looking that up, or Ian Cron, or the Enneagram Institute uh, com. Those would be really great places to go. The reason I'm saying that is because threes are all about crossing finish lines. They are all about setting new goals. But when threes are at their healthiest, they help others achieve. So they will set a goal with Jake and say, "This is what we're doing together," and they will provide 
for what Jake needs to achieve his goal, mm-hmm. right? It's, it can be extremely beautiful. And it is for Jake and Rosario yeah. because they go together as a team. Yeah. And they go together to, to become one when they're competing. Cool. But they, they are also individuals and they both know it. She knows that she could have a bad day and that it could affect his energy. She knows he's the one that might be having a bad day and, you know, and didn't have a good ride in the car or in the truck or on the way or whatever, and that that's going to affect their combined energy. Okay, so that's called healthy responsibility. Yes. For anyone listening going, oh, what's that like? What's that called? Yeah. So, and he says to me, He says, Rosario comes from that place all the time that sometimes it's her fault and sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's our fault and sometimes there are better horses in the ring. Love that. And that we did our best. There are just better horses here. And aren't we proud of them? Mm -hmm. Aren't we happy for them? I'm so glad you did this story second. (laughs) Like, honestly, and she goes, oh, she was so delighted, Kelly. She was so bubbly. And yes, yes, I even say these things. I even talk. I even say these things to him. Like, would you look at that horse? Would you know, after you left and you went back to the stable, I watched two other horses and they were so much better than us. (laughs) And I'm not sure if the horse was or the rider was, but we both know it doesn't matter because they're a team. So he talks all about their thinking, and which I think is freaking amazing, to be able to channel a horse that's going to describe what the human is freaking thinking, Mm -hmm. and how they can think alike, and where they can see things differently, and where they learn from each other, and how much these two value each other. Then he says to me, I have some arthritis developing. And she suspects it's my feet. She thinks I have a problem with my foot. She thinks you're going to get to medical intuitive and go straight there. I do want you to do medical intuitive now, please. But I want you to tell her it's not in the feet. It's up higher in my hip. And you're going to tell her, please, that it's on the left-hand side. And he says, but I'm trying to compensate for it. So I'm doing weird things on my right foot. And I don't want a farrier. I don't want anything to do with my feet. I need natural, healthy remedies to help the arthritis. It's at very beginning stages, but because she is so in tune and because we do so much competitive work together, she's seeing every little change in me Mm. and I appreciate it. So while it's not really bothering me, she's catching something at a very beginning stage. Tell her I love her and I so appreciate what she's doing because she feels like if it's affecting me, it's going to affect us. Mm -hmm. And so I want natural remedies first, then I will take medication from the vet when I really need it. And then Jake said, I need a change in my food. I would like her to be aware of the arthritis so she can make healthy changes in my diet. Mm. That is necessary. I would appreciate it. And I won't, I won't try and let her see visibly that I don't like the new food. <laughs> so she knows what I mean. 
So I'm sorry. Hang on. He knows he needs a change in food, but yeah. he knows he's not going to like it, or yeah. he doesn't like the current food. No, he he's not going to like the change in the food because it's going to be a diet change to lessen the inflammation for yes. the hip. You got it. Yeah, yeah. But that it's necessary, and that she needs to do it, and that she's so sensitive to his moods and his likes and dislikes, and she tries to please him when she can. That he's saying this is one time you cannot please me. He just has to get through something that sucks. That's right. Yeah. He has to learn that this is what he's going to eat for the rest of his life. It's like when you have to learn to just like gluten-free bread. Yes. You got it. Or you have to like stevia or some of the other things. If you have to replace sugar or mm-hmm. whatever it is in your diet, you have to learn to like something different because it's in your best interest. And this is one of his life lessons and hers. Cool. Because she is going through a similar thing in terms of her eating. And she's not handling it well. She <laughs> wants to eat her shit. She wants to eat what she wants. And this is going to be a parallel experience <laughs> together, and he's going to lead the way. But she's going to mess it up because of her own issues. Mm. To, of pleasing him? Because she doesn't want to eat and make her own changes in her own diet. Oh, okay. And so because she understands how he feels, because she's going through it too, and she's not making the changes she needs to make, she's going to indulge him. Right. And he's saying, don't you dare don't you dare put your shit on me. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to make your changes with your food, that's your issue. Oh, You're, this is parent-child. You got it. Right? I'm going to keep feeding my child toaster strudels and pizza pockets because I want to keep eating my shit dinners. I don't want to have to food prep and chop vegetables and acquire a taste for less salt and sugar. You got it. And so he's kicking her ass. Love it. Jake is saying, no, 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 no. You're not going to ruin my health because you're ruining your health. No, 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 no. And I think this is such a beautiful way that he shows what an adult he is, his maturity, Mm -hmm. and that he can lead the way in that maturity so she can go there and make that change in food. And if she wants, she can go home and go, hmm. He's sucking it up and he's doing great. And would you look at that? Because he's going to be able to compete longer. Well, thank you, Jake, for illustrating May Sips of Sanity. Oh! We talked about emotional maturity versus immaturity. And Jake is just like, let me tick off that right-hand box of maturity for both me and my owner. Yeah. So he tells her that if she goes and does everything that he has said about the natural remedies first... Then the prescriptions, only when the other remedies are not working anymore, that he will be able to compete for years longer. And that is something that they both want as a goal. And that he understands in order to get the two of them there, to have all the fun that they're having, to be one together, to do all their connecting. Oh, yeah. I I so love Jake. I'm interrupting you. I apologize. Um, Jake is illustrating all of the fundamental tools that you and I have learned through Breaking 90 Fitness. Yes. Teaching that all or nothing mentality. He is whipping his mom's butt into shape to make sure that there is consistency, that there is um, dedication over just the motivation to stop eating. Like, I, I love it. He's pointing out sustainable changes so that they can be in love longer mm-hmm. in their relationship mm-hmm. and achieving their goals longer. That's and right. And that goals require sacrifice. That's right. 
He said that he was okay with the changes that his body is making because he's aging and it's natural. And he said what he wouldn't be okay with is if she gave him the shitty food just to make him emotionally happy, but put him into pain issues, which eventually wouldn't make him happy. So, And this is exactly how he said it to her. And she just sat there and she went, this makes so much sense. How come I didn't get that for me? She goes, everything he's telling me is applicable to my own life. Mm -hmm. She goes, I would like a long life. I've got kids. I've got family. I've got my partner. I've got all these horses. I want what he wants. How come I haven't done it? How come I won't stick to this? He's asking me to make a plan for him and that I'm to stick to it. She goes, I'm going to get off this phone and I have to put my head and wrap it around the idea that I need to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you should be able to get there, Rosario, because that is what the two of you have done through your whole relationship. So it sounds like this is something that's very doable. Well, yeah. And, and I love pointing out to people, this is not a new tool. You're already doing it in so many aspects of your life. You're just taking the same tool and mm-hmm. putting it into a different area. So you should not be sitting there thinking, I'm starting at ground zero and this is going to be hard. That's good, Kelly. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful win to point out to people. You, you're starting four steps ahead of people who don't even understand this or who have never implemented it in the first place. Excellent. So just get going with your, mo- uh, your momentum. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Because then you get to like pick up your momentum that you've already started. Exactly. Versus the person that goes, okay, how do I start at step one? And that's okay too, because it means then that you're going to create some healthy processes now. That's great. Okay, so um, we got to the end of the session and he thanked her for caring for him, for loving him, for making healthy choices for him. And then he asked her to do the very same for her. And we ended our session together. I love it. We are ending this session and this podcast on a high. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.